Welcome to the Master Your Mix podcast, helping engineers, producers, and artists create professional recordings and mixes, even from home. I'm your host, Mike and Davina. Let's get started. Hey, it's Mike and Davina here, and welcome to the Master Mix podcast. Thank you so much for being here with me today. How would you like it if the next time you went to go record one of your songs, you were able to finish it in less time and do it with a lot more confidence, knowing exactly what steps you need to do, in what order should you do them, and if you were able to create results that ultimately you were happy with. Now, in today's episode, I'm going to share with you three things that you can do easily in order to improve your audio development skills so that you can achieve these results very, very fast. So lately, I've been having a bunch of conversations with students inside of my courses, and I've been finding a similarity in terms of a lot of people's process. And what I see happening a lot is something similar to this. What'll happen is people will write an idea, they'll, they'll have a song that, they, that they've written, they quickly record their ideas into their computer, maybe they start to mess around with some sort of mixing, they, they might use some volume automation, they might use EQ, compression, effects, that kind of stuff. Sometimes people will actually finish the mix, and often people will just leave the mix kind of at an all right stage. They're, it's not a finished mix at all, but they'll just leave it. And then they either revisit these files maybe weeks, months down the road, or they don't do anything with those mixes at all. And then once they get another song idea, they repeat the same process. So what's happening is a lot of times people are leaving these giant gaps between the last time that they mix and the next time that they mix. And the thing is, mixing is like a muscle. I've heard it described like this recently, and I think it's a very accurate way of depicting how, how we develop our skills as mixers. Mixing is like a muscle. It's like going to the gym, right? So the first time you go to the gym, it's really hard. It's really strenuous on your body. Your muscles feel really, really sore afterwards because they're just not used to that process, right? So you leave the gym. The next couple of days, you're feeling really, really sore. And... If you were to take another gap of like a month, let's say, to go back to the gym, the next time you work out, you're going to still feel that exact same pain because your muscles aren't used to this process. They're not warm. They they don't know. It's an uncomfortable feeling to them. It's something new to them again, right? Whereas if you were to go to the gym consistently, you know, maybe you go every other day or once a week or so, if you keep a consistent routine and you keep your workouts close to each other, well, your muscles get used to it. They get more comfortable with it. And you'll actually start to see gains because as you go to the gym more and more and more, you're going to develop that muscle, you're going to build muscle, and you're going to retain it, right? Whereas if you take that gap between going to the gym at the first of the month and then on the next first of the month, you're you're going to lose all of your, your, uh, your gains there. You're not going to actually be able to retain anything and working out is going to be much, much harder. So that is exactly what mixing is like. And my first point on how to improve your skills quickly is to just schedule time to practice regularly. So just like organized sports, you'd practice during the week because you want to get better, you want to go through the playbook, and you want to learn what to do when. That's what you need to do with mixing. You need to constantly be practicing, just like going to the gym. Keeping it, keeping it regular, you start to see results, and you start to see gains. And you want to make sure that you practice weekly, like you can either practice more frequently than that. You can practice daily and you're going to see massive results. But keep your practices short and close to each other. You know, 
start experimenting within your software, experiment with the different plugins, experiment with maybe just today you want to learn how to train your ears to hear what 6K sounds like. So you go into your software, start playing with it and start seeing, okay, well, if I add 3dB here, what does it do to my tracks? What kind of characteristics am I starting to hear in the snare track, for example? Um, you know, what if, what if I boost it up by only half a dB? Can I train my ears to hear these things? Practicing regularly allows you to train your ears much better. And the next time you go to mix, you're going to be able to quickly identify those problematic areas and you're going to be able to get results much, much faster. So it's always good to keep practicing regularly to keep on top of that. Because you, if you go back to things like a month or two later, you're going to be like, oh, what was that frequency that, that gets me that attack off of the snare drum? What was it again? And you're going to spend so much time trying to reconnect with what you did in previous mixes and trying to retrain yourself. And you might stop in the middle of your mix to go watch some sort of tutorial video or something like that. It really slows down the process. But if you keep consistent, you will see results much, much faster. Point number two for how to quickly improve your audio skills is to simply work with lots of different material. Now that material can be different songs of yours, or it could be songs of other artists. It could be songs in different genres. And if you don't already have these kind of files, these kinds of files on your hard drive, just go to Google, for example. You'll find tons of multitracks if you just do a quick search for multitracks. Or inside of my courses, I give away multitrack files for my students to practice with. It's really important to practice with lots of different material, different genres, different songs, because every song has its own set of needs. And by practicing with lots of different stuff, you're going to learn to adapt to these different needs. You know, it could be a difference as far as, you know, microphone positioning, something that's close mic'd or something that's a little further away. Each of those has its own problems and, and its own solutions that are necessary. So practicing with lots of material will allow you to quickly identify those things in your tracks and find the solution for them. And if you're practicing regularly, you're going to get much, much faster with identifying these fixes and it's going to make your mixes go much smoother. It's also very important to practice with lots of different genres. Now, even if you only want to be a rock mixer, for example, it's very beneficial to branch out to other genres and learn how each of those genres has its own requirements. So for example, you know, in hip hop music, it's all about the low end in hip hop, right? If you can get a massive kick and a massive bass to work clearly together and feel full, but not overpowering and stuff, figure out how to make it translate to different mix or different speakers. If you can master that in hip hop, when you take it to the rock genre, it makes it much easier, you know, or you could do things the other way around. So for example, one thing that I really like to do in rock music is I like to use distortion on a lot of tracks. So I'll frequently add distortion to vocals just because it's a cool effect. And one of the things that I learned through doing that is that it sometimes makes vocals sound like they're a little more aggressive, like they've got a little bit more attitude. And I've frequently taken that process and applied it to hip hop. So one of the studios that I frequently freelance out of, they've got a lot of hip hop clients and occasionally they'll give me some of those clients to work with. And if I ever find that I have a singer who just, they may have got the right delivery, they may have got the timing and the clarity of the words, but they just didn't have the same amount of intensity in their voice or attitude or aggression. Well, then I'll frequently add distortion to their vocals. And it's funny because every time I do this, the hip hop guys freak out at first because when it's in solo, they, like, they've never heard something like this before on their tracks. But if you blend it in parallel with the dry vocal, it just adds that extra bit of grit and intensity to the voice. And every time I do it, the hip hop guys just freak out. Like they love it 
but because they've never really heard it used in their genre. But that's what I'm talking about, right? If you can figure out things to do in one genre, you can apply it to another. And the more you learn these different nuances and requirements of different genres, the more you can mingle them into other genres and just really develop your skills and come up with a cool sound of your own. So it's very crucial to practice with lots of different material and to try different genres because if you're only working on the same songs over and over and over again, you're only going to learn how to improve those same songs. And, you know, we're talking about mixing. Every time you come up with a new song, it's a new set of files to work with. So you need to learn to adapt to different scenarios so that you can get results much faster. Point number three for how to quickly improve your audio skill development is to simply just ask for feedback. Get feedback. So many times what I see a lot of people do is, again, they record their material, they start to mix it, and then it just sits on their hard drive. They sometimes maybe release it down the road. But what happens is people don't ask for feedback. And if you want to quickly learn to develop your skills, you need to look to others to get differences of opinions. Get the get that third-party opinion in there. You know, so talk to other engineers that you know, your peers. You know, if you know any other, if you have other engineer friends or other musician friends, ask them for their feedback. Is there anything that they hear jumping out in your mixes? Maybe something that they're struggling to hear or that maybe a track is too jarring and distracting or maybe there's something like really, like a really loud guitar track on the right speaker that, you know, every time that comes in, it, it makes everything else sound quiet in comparison. Ask for those opinions. And if you don't know other engineers or other musicians, just simply go online, find an online forum. There's tons of great forums that you can reach out to that are full of engineers that can give you some great advice. And often you'll get some really technical advice too. So, you know, people might be able to say, well, you got a little too much 2K here, or, you know, make a little notch out on 4K on your guitars and that will clean things up, stuff like that. Like there's a lot of engineering forums and you can get some great feedback. And the more and more you start to reach out for feedback, the quicker you're gonna to learn to identify the things that you should be implementing into each of your mixes. And you're gonna learn from your previous mistakes and you're gonna get better results much, much faster. But if it just sits on your hard drive and you don't ask people for help, you're never going to get the feedback that you need. And then you might end up releasing products that are subpar because you just didn't take that extra effort to ask. You know, and Another point is, in addition to engineers that you should reach out to or musicians, reach out to people who just are non-musicians or who are non-engineers, like the typical fan. Fans are typically not engineers. They don't have that technical background. So ask them for help and ask them to see if things sound right. Just, you know, they're going to start to use language that isn't technical. And that's actually a great thing to also learn is to be able to take that non-technical language and be able to figure out what that means and how you actually implement it into your mixes. You know, when you're working with bands in the studio, sometimes, you know, those people aren't necessarily engineers. They don't know the frequencies as well as you do. So getting to learn that language and apply it to a technical element, uh, it, you, it improves your skills so much faster. Ultimately, in the end, when it comes to non-musicians or non-engineers, fans are people who, that, that's your target audience. So it needs to sound great for them. Because if it doesn't sound good for a non-technical person, then you've got yourself a big problem. Typically, like engineer people, they get really nitty gritty. They get like go into those fine details, like the, you know, maybe boost this up half a dB, that kind of stuff. Fans don't care about that. And it's sometimes really refreshing to get that fan opinion 
because they're going to give you more of a big picture idea. So that's my third point for how to quickly improve your skills is to just simply ask for feedback and ask for feedback from non-musicians and engineer people. If you do that, you will quickly learn to identify problems in your mixes. And each time you mix, you're going to keep those that feedback in the back of your mind and it's going to help you drastically. So those are my three suggestions for ways that you can quickly improve on your mixing development skills. And so that next time you go to record your tracks, you go to mix them, you're going to be able to get results much faster. You're going to know exactly what to do, what to listen for, when to do them, in what order, all that kind of stuff. And you're ultimately going to create results that you are proud of. So if you put these things into practice, you're going to start to see these results much, much faster. And you're going to constantly be learning rather than playing this game of catch up where each time you mix, you're trying to remember what you did last time or two mixes ago, right? Practice regularly and you will see results. Now to help you take everything that you've learned in this episode today and to take it to that next level and go even deeper in a few weeks from the date that this episode airs, I'm going to be launching a brand new free home studio workshop that is going to dive deep into the process of recording, editing, and mixing music. And that workshop is going to be starting on February 10th. That's a Monday. So Monday, February 10th. And I'm going to be going into a whole bunch of depth about how to record things like vocals, how to get into editing them and using various tools to tighten the performance and get them in tune and, and a whole bunch more. So this is going to be a very, very detailed free workshop that you can join. And if you want to sign up to it and get access to all of the videos, visit MasterYourMix.com forward slash home studio workshop. So once again, that's MasterYourMix.com forward slash home studio workshop. And on there, you can sign up and join this workshop. And once the videos are released, I will send you an email letting you know where you can access them. So this is a very valuable training that I think you're going to find very, very helpful and you're going to really enjoy it. So make sure to sign up for it. Once again, MasterYourMix.com forward slash home studio workshop. So there you have it, guys. Hope you really enjoyed that episode. I know it's a little different than my normal kind of interview style episode, but I thought it would be very helpful to add some of these kind of quick quick tips and tutorials into the podcast to help you see results much faster. Now, if you like this episode, or even if you didn't like this episode, I would love to get your feedback on it. Send me an email at info at masteryourmix.com and let me know your thoughts on it. Or if you have any other suggestions for things that you'd like me to cover, some other topics or some challenges that you're currently struggling with within your own mixes and productions, let me know and I will create content designed to help you out. And uh, whether that's a podcast episode or maybe I can make video tutorials to help you and put those up on YouTube, let me know. But uh, either way, send me an email, info at masteryourmix.com. And that's it for today. We'll talk in the next episode, guys. Take care. Thanks for listening to the Master Your Mix podcast. To have your questions answered, submit your questions to questions at masteryourmix.com. Please go to iTunes and subscribe and leave a review. And for more information on how you can improve your mixes, visit masteryourmix.com.